Yo, what is up, Headhunters, executive recruiters, beautiful people all around? This is Headhunters Live, episode number 22. And today, we're going to be talking all about business development. Uh, my name is David Stefan Patterson. You may call me DSP. Everybody else does. And over here, we have my brother from another mother. We have Neil Lebovitz. What's up, Neil? How are you, Good David? Good day to DSP? you, sir. DSP. Over here, we have Mr. Wessel. Your friends call him Chris. Chris Wessel, the most handsome man in the biz. Uh, used to be me. I used to be the most handsome man, but then I got fat. <laughs> So I'm no longer the most handsome. Pull up the picture. I know you didn't said you didn't want to pull it up. He's doing it. Good. Oh gosh. This is a, uh, pull it up. This is a picture David posted yeah, on his it. personal Facebook over the weekend. No, this I is my it. my better half Elisa did. Not, I didn't. I you know. Okay. I, uh, All right. Well, sense, but this was showing up in your feed. Oh uh, yeah. This is here we go. We'll share this over. Uh, understand. Uh, here we go. And share screen. Share. All right. Here we go. So this is my. It's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. This is me from me from back in the. This is a. Oh my god. New Year's picture from like four, four or five years ago. Five years ago. Holy back in August. That was nothing. you on the right. You have transitioned <laughs> magnificently. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I got to uh, say, Lisa uh, looks more like you today than you look like you today. How's that? <laughs> yeah, all right. That was we me. Begin? Chris, let's alternate. Yeah. Let's go one at a time. I'm going to start with the shirt. Um, beautiful pecs. Too tight. The color. Hysterical. Chris, your turn. So I like... I mean, I like the sunburn. I like my tan better than your sunburn, but I mean, not everybody can, you know, it's got the same kind of skin. Uh, the jeans definitely are, I remember, those are like clubbing jeans right there. That, that, that I, I had multiple pairs of those where they had the lines across there that also I probably, I think it's also because my, I keep getting drawn to his crotch. That's part of, part of the reason why I'm looking there. Um, better go back to Neil before I get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and so I, I'll say My this. Right. Like, I told David, I think he aged in a really good way, actually. And I told him, I said, I think, honestly, I said this off camera. I said, I, you look a bit like a douche now. And what I meant was, I like, I didn't know David. Like, his David comes off as this really tough, manly man, which is that picture. like, that's, I wouldn't talk to that guy. Does anymore. he? I would be like, I make, I judge it, right? And to know David, like and, and and forget about the persona on the show too, which is sweet. But he's like, honestly, I tell you, he's like, man, you look it now. You're such a sweet teddy bear, beautiful uh, guy. So I meant to, it's a compliment. We're going back and forth. Not on Instagram, but it, it's a funny picture. Well, we're much appreciated, man. So much much appreciated. What? We have a uh, we have uh, uh, moment, as we here, drawn to his crotch. That's the line of the show. <laughs> Um, and my boy, uh, hey, what's up, Jeremy? Uh, we have Rob Ebel. Rob, Rob, I go way back years, years, way, way back when I was recruiting SAP. Um, well, guys, we're going to get into, into the details here shortly. But first, uh, guys, do me a favor. If you can hear us live, make sure you comment live down below. Uh, if you're watching the replay, please comment replay. If you like the show, you like what we're doing, hit the like button, hit the share button. If everybody watching this right now share the show, we'd be huge overnight. So we really appreciate all the help to get the word out there. So with that said, let's, um, let's jam up. Now, before we get into the meat of this, um, I want to say we are sponsored by a few organizations, namely ours. 
specifically, uh, <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about boss uh, Neil Neil's company. So Neil is a president of Back Office Staffing Solutions, and it is one of the actually it is the best back office staffing solutions provider you can uh, use. So if you're looking to uh, bring on contractors, if you're looking to work with, oh, let me make sure my make sure we're showing here the the ticket here. I'm ser- sorry about that. Uh, so if you're looking for contractors, looking to add recurring revenue at all, uh, go to backofficestaffingsolutions.com or even better, go to backofficenow.com and bear with me here, Neil. There we go. Sorry, the comment was both in the way. Work, both work. Back guess office now the Backofficenow.com. Guys, um, the app, I don't think you guys are going live with the app yet, or maybe it's about to go live, but the app that you guys created, uh, is, I've never seen anything like it in the business. That's all I'll say. That's all I'll say. So. Thank all I'll say, and David, I didn't like it. And, Amazing. Thank you. And and uh, if you want training, uh, you know, honestly, David doesn't. You know, he's he's so modest. He's got the best stuff in the business. That's why I aligned with him. David, you you always say, "What do you got going on?" You know, great stuff. Sure. Honestly, if, you, if anybody here is good. looking to, yeah. So so really, sales and marketing is my game. Um, that's that's what I focus on because that is what recruiters are the most trouble with. So if anybody here needs a complete sales and marketing system built for you, done for you. We deliver it in 30 days with a 90-day ROI guarantee. Go to realdsp.me forward slash build. And lastly, well, we're also sponsored by- on, David, oh, yeah. they should also know that they can mm-hmm. go to fakedsp.me forward slash build for another person half the price. So if you want a bargain, don't use David. There's another clan out there. PSD is- <laughs> Yeah, that there. guy sucks. That guy sucks. Oh, PSD uh, is your backward. That's funny. And uh, and lastly, and lastly, let's talk about uh, Chris. So, um, for anybody who needs VAs, so I really think that one of the first people anybody w- should hire, if they're solo and they want to expand their ability, it's not about hiring another recruiter. Hire an admin assistant for because that is because they can take all the lowest level tasks that you don't need to do that are important, but uh, you earn far too much be doing those things. You can hire a VA uh, to to rocket your productivity. Uh, Chris, tell us about that a little bit. About uh, yeah, what this, uh, this involves. I've interviewed a bit about this on some, you know, podcasts and stuff like that too. But basically, you know, a lot of times people see the path as, oh, I got to hire another producer. I got to try to hire that <laughs> mythical in commission only person that we all think we can get, but we can't, right? Because everybody, oh, I got a great idea. I'll hire someone commission only. No, you won't. And let's say you get somebody good. If they're any good, they're going to want to start their own firm in no time, right? So what you do to extend yourself and scale yourself, I tripled my billings as a solo desk, not hiring anyone else, but just learning how to use a VA, learning how to focus my time on the high value activities and move everything else to them. It's an exercise. It's a lot of work. But um, so I'm, I besides I day to day, I'm a recruiter. I make most of my money out there getting, you know, grinding it out, getting ghosted by everybody just like you. But I am also a partner in a virtual assistant firm the last couple of years. I've been using VAs as a recruiter for, for several years. There's a lot of VA firms out there, but there's not a lot of them that have an experienced full desk recruiter who can help you get ramped up and do it right and be successful and get the most out of that investment. So if you're interested in using VA, period, book on my calendar. Let's talk. Even if uh, even if we don't end up working together in that regard, it's good to talk to another recruiter. Maybe we'll do some other business together. So that's that's all for me. Jump on my calendar. We'll talk about VAs. Excellent, Chris. Thank you very much. Yeah, actually, and I, I got to tell you, uh, uh, I don't know where I, where I would be right now if it wasn't for my VAs. My VAs are they're they're a oh godsend. God, they're amazing. They're so yeah. Good. They're so good too. Well, oh, they are. They are. Um, yeah, tricks, in fact, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Trix is on is is in the green room right now. She actually Trix is my EA, uh, my virtual assistant, and she yeah, exactly. actually helps yeah, handle. Right. Yeah, does all my scheduling, uh, handles my email. But she started uh, et cetera, as a VA, right? Didn't she start as a VA? Mm -hmm. How did you find yeah. her? She's like a classic. Like, tell about that. She's amazing. And she, do you have her a commercial? Because uh, she's in the Philippines. Right? We actually she was a referral from another VA that I uh, that works for me. She was a referral over. And because my old my old my old EA uh, had to leave, she's referral over, and she's been fantastic. And so I'm telling you, a, v, a VA is great. And, and and I think for a lot of folks to think about a VA in terms of uh, sourcing, which you know they're good for sourcing as well if you, if you teach them how to do it well. But it's all the little things that suck up your time: the email, posting on social media, um, all these all these things. Right? It's really difficult. Personal life to, stuff to too, because know. that eats into your business, especially if you're solo. You can personal activities. They take up time during the week too. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, oh, 100%. 100%. 100%. Well, let's dig into – Well, it is training. Oh. Let me lead it. I'm going to segue with this because I think it's a good yeah, yeah, segue yeah. to the sales stuff. Because I'm the tech guy, right? I'm really a software developer. I'm a tech guy with people ask me, an inventor. And what Chris is doing is a must. You must plug into the future of technology. You must plug into outsourcing. You must automate your sales and your installations with your clients, with your VAs. They must create infrastructure for you for the future, okay? You must. Thank you. Now, sales, it will help everything. They will help you do all this, David. Percent. Well, let's actually, let's let's dig in because um, when, when we, I posted something in the Facebook group uh, last week uh, because we, when we were going to do a show, we ended, ended up not, but I posted, I said, hey, what do you guys want to hear about? I got a lot of topics uh, suggested, but by far the winner was client development. By far, I mean it was it was wasn't even a contest. And so, obviously, you guys want to hear about client development, so we'll be talking about that. Um, we're not going to go too extremely deep into one technique, but we're going to cover some overall strategy, and we're going to cover some specific tactics you can use to get leads starting today. Okay. Um, now, first, let me let me uh, let me dive in here first. I want to start broad and then go a little bit deep. The way, the way I look at it, right, is obviously, and this goes without saying, be niched. And that's, that's recruiting one-on-one. I don't even have to say anything like that because it's, it's obvious. But here's, here's what people don't think about. Uh, and I'll use my own, my own old niche, SAP, as an example. I worked in the SAP space. That was my niche. I worked with companies that run SAP as their ERP system. And so I placed you know, anything from a developer, an analyst, to solution architects, to SAP managers, SAP director, anybody within that sort of SAP sphere. So, uh, so for me, when I mapped, mapped my market, um, I grabbed, but there's about maybe 5,500 to 6,000 prospects in my niche in North America. These are high level SAP manager, program managers, SAP director, VP of IT, possibly CIO or CTO for maybe smaller or, or mid market companies that ran SAP. And I mapped them, got their contact information, and I made sure I stayed in front of them every single month, no matter what. And that's a big part of it. I think for a lot of recruiters, one of the things they, they, they try first, they try for these little tactics to get in front of prospects. And there's a good for the short term. But for the long term, if you can stay in front of your prospects every single month uh, through good messaging, maybe content, whatever that happens to be. But the first tip is mapping your market. Because, and, and Chris, I know you know this, Neil, you know this, and the folks watching us know this as well. You can have a prospect tell you, uh, we have no needs. We hate recruiters. We never use recruiters, or we have a great recruiter user, whatever it is. We're never going to use you. We don't pay fees. And then eight months later, their best person quits. And what happens? They become your best client because you were in the pocket every single month. 
consistently in front of a customer right now that I have three search, well, two searches that has closed one that for years was like, we don't use recruiters. We don't ever use outside recruiters. We don't ever use outside recruiters. One day they were looking for a VP and then they were like, they reached out. They're like, you do leadership hires, right? They're like, can we talk oh to you about God, this? And I love that. Come in, filled it. Next thing and you know, they're, they're like, can you also find us a project line. manager? Can you also find it? So anyway, you got it. No, they become the best Sorry, clients because you don't have all the competition because they're still averse to those cold calls and they're going to blow everyone else off. I love that. Fact, I, so I remember uh, years ago, uh, it was years ago, uh, my business partner at the time, uh, Neil, we were on a, uh, a conference call with, uh, I forget the name of the company, but we were talking with them about their SAP environment. They had a couple of SAP um, uh, uh, leaders on the call, and uh, it was a conference call, and they were selling, saying that they didn't have anything open. Like they, they, it, it was a talk about us working together in the future because they were interested in working with us eventually, but they didn't have anything open then. And so I remember I asked, well, okay, so with that said, once we got through the presentation, once we, we, we talked a little bit, et cetera, I said, look, at the end of the day, you know, we're in the market every day. We're talking to candidates every single day, and a lot of these folks are really hard to find. So are there any skill sets that, even if you don't have an opening right now, that you want to hear about? You happen to hear somebody who's top of the class in blank, and you want me to call you and tell you, hey, I got a guy. What would that person look like? And I heard someone whisper in the background, tell them about the basis position. Turns out they had a basis solution architect position open. Now you don't even know the, the terminology, but it was a solution architect position open that they were they were opening using a recruiter on, but for whatever reason, they told us they didn't have anything to work on. And I asked that question, like, well, actually, we need this. Right. And so even the folks that tell you they don't have any opens, they don't have any needs, usually when they tell you that it's a smoke screen. I my general rule is the first objection somebody gives you is a smoke screen. Uh, um, ignore it. Or just plow right through, uh, because oftentimes yeah, those first. What was that, Neil? Yeah, I was going to say because we're trainers, right? I used to be a mm -hmm. trainer, and in the sales process, any sales process, seven-step process, you get any book on sales right there, number five, six, five, whatever. Objection handling, okay? It's a step. It's supposed to happen. It will happen. It does happen. Stop rolling your eyes, right? To that point. It's engagement. They answer you. That's the thing too. They, it's they're, they're totally answering you. They respond. Yeah. Well, usually on objections as well. The way, well, the way I think about objections I, is. Well, I just went about uh, the niche. Can I just say one thing about your niche comment, David? Before we move on to it, because I think it's. Oh important. sure. Because I because I worked right, so I was in a specialty business. I came out of my world from Ernst and Young to Robert Habert. It was accounting and finance. That's a specialty. It's not a niche. What defines a niche, right? And we know, I just want to go back. This is Jeff K training, right? But it's great stuff. A niche is, it's, it's, it, a specialty is one thing. It's great, better than being a general service, right? Manpower, Deco, general, Agilent, finance, specialty. If you add on another layer, it becomes a niche. What can it be? Geography, okay? Geography. So first you have an industry, that's one. Then you have geography as another. You add on to it. Then you could have a vertical. It could be construction, could be real estate management, could be, you know, you name it, right? Keep on going. And then and then you have to do what David did. You could break them out to basically four major ways, right? And then the more you add on, the better. Look at what David just glossed over. And that's what made me want to bring it up. David, say what you said again for your specialty, because what David did was he took an industry, SAP. Uh, no location, but he took a level in there, right? So it's a level of position. So he's focusing only on C-level, top-level people within that, within a special application type. 
that is three levels deep, my friends. And, and, and you don't have, and the, right. And so that's it. I just want to point out that have a niche and you can do it a lot of ways. Do it with what's in your belly with be strategic and make it happen. Okay. Back to you now. I'm objecting. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, I will say one other thing on, on, on being niched. And again, this is kind of recruiting 101, but, um, but it's something that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to standing out, granted, you should be a specialist. And having said that, also the fact that all remains is ever, well, not everybody, but most people are specialists. So when I first started in SAP recruiting, when I was an SAP recruiter, that had a lot of cachet because there weren't really many people out there doing SAP recruiting in 2004. And then a few years later, something everybody was an SAP recruiter. So I couldn't just rely on that as my unique selling proposition. But what allowed me to do is because I talked to SAP people every single day. I talked to leaders and I talked to directors and VPs and I heard their frustrations and, and, and issues and, and whatnot. I learned the vernacular that they use. And so in a lot of my messaging and my, in my, my, uh, in my sales calls, my messaging and my voicemails and my live calls and cold calls, et cetera, I started going really deep into the technical or the vernacular that they use specifically around pain points. So, you know, for example, you know, if you're talking to, if you're in the sales space, you're talking about how, uh, and, and you're messaging uh, prospects about, you know, are, are they frustrated with not being able to find qualified talent or whatever that is? Well, everybody says that. There's nothing unique about that. But if you start talking about the pain points that, that they're going through right now, that are very specific to that industry, let's say in, this, in, this, in, the, in the software space, right? When right now, valuations and, 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 and software are in the gutter, the fuel that drives a lot of, the, a lot of their growth is getting more expensive, um, uh, they can't rely on a reps anymore that can tread water in a good economy. They need hunters who can go out there and close business because otherwise if they don't, their sales cycles start, start, start getting longer. Uh, margins start thinning. Uh, they're not making their number. And you realize the words I'm using are things that sales leaders would say or what they're thinking about, right? And a general recruiter doesn't say those things. And the more you can get really specific with, like here's actually the way I like to think of it. If you talk to a decision maker, and mention that the, the pain that you solve, right, or whatever. Um, and if and if it's the sort of thing where they when they hear that, they would think, "Oh my gosh, yes, let's go to the bar, let's get a couple of beers, and let me bitch about it because this is my life right now." Like that's the kind of the reaction that you're trying to go for. Granted, you're not going to get that all the time, but you want to get super specific. It's kind of like um, I get uh, I, I get pitched. So so I'm a high ticket coach. Okay, so in the coaching and consulting world. Um, uh, clients are called high ticket clients. Clients usually pay 10 grand and above to use your service, right? Now, I was uh, prospected by a firm who uh, said they, they worked with recruiting agencies to help them get more high ticket clients. And I'm like, as soon as I saw that, I, I thought, okay, that's bullshit because you don't work with recruiters because we don't, recruiters don't say that. Recruiters don't use the term high ticket client. Coaches, you know, like me, we say that, but mm -hmm. Chris, do you, do you call your clients high ticket clients? No, you don't. You see, retain, contingency, direct, you use industry terms. And it's yeah. just that opening line told me all I needed to know about that service. You don't really specialize in working with recruiters. So I'm done. So you could say it all day long, but it's the words that you use to help you make, help make you stand out. That's a big part of it. Big part of it. And you know what I love too? Listen, it's the only way to go. We could say it's recruiting 101. But two thoughts I had. One is a specialty thing you said everyone is. That hit me years into Agilent. And all these specialty recruiters at Agilent accounts on call, it was called, right? 
we're like they felt uh, they they looked down at the general service people holier than now or better just like search people did to temp people guess what the specialty people look down at you the same way it's a joke what are you doing and i realized that the answer was in the niche because the objection handling ends you want to talk about sales calls sales calls easy here's the objection call right that's great except i'm a hyper niche specialist so that's wonderful I'm not calling you for anyone. I have this, this, that. I know this. When I call you, I know what I'm talking about. Well, I don't pay this. I do for that. It's just easy. Right, David? To your point, everything you're saying. And they know, they know within moments if you know what you're talking about. That they can tell right away. It's so much confidence. Things, and it's all confidence. Confidence sells, right? There, there are a ton of recruiters who hire, for example, for they'll say, oh, we hire up through C-level, whatever. But when I talk to an owner of a privately held business who I know has owned it for a couple of decades and they're looking to hire a general manager to take over the day-to-day -day of the business, and I know what an emotional decision that is and all the variables that go into it, and I've helped shepherd people through that process because they're also like, I don't know how to go about this. I start talking about stuff like that and they're like, you're the guy I got to work with, right? So just another example of like, if you can, like David said, if you can speak to what's going on in their mind, the, the messages that I get all the time, because I one of the things I have my VAs do is, Besides search, I also manage the recruiting process for a number of companies where I just were managing their postings or managing whatever, and it's a lower tier service, but I farm most of that out, so I'm not doing it personally. But the messages that we get almost verbatim, dozens and dozens of times a day, everything is, we're working with candidates in your area, can I send you some people, won't cost you anything. Every time, every day, all the time, nothing's different. If you say something a little bit, and, and I'm so I'm like, it's funny because I'm almost on the client side and observing the pitches coming in, because we'll run ads on LinkedIn, we'll run ads on Indeed. So I'm seeing the pitches and the pitches are terrible. And 75% of the pitches are exactly what I just told you. And you're not yeah, standing out. Tell them that. Tell them that. My industry is horrible. I know I sound like a used car. So I know you don't believe. I'm different. This is what I do. Open Here's your room. Address it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just Sorry. go with it. That's right, it. Go so, with it. David always says so that. David's always trained for that. Yeah. So so well, let's, okay. So here's the, here's the big question then, right? Because, you know, for, for your average recruiter li listening to this and, and he says, Man, that's a good idea. Not only these are handsome fellows, but they got some good ideas. Talk about their pain points. How do I find out what they are? So that's the other question. So um, what I found is that recruiters tend to do this. So when I was um, uh, when I was first sort of first started in the business, and it was all phone back then. It was, it was before we used email even in, in this business, way before LinkedIn. We were told that every single phone call, you, you need to have these things, uh, goals, list of goals, and that you, you go down one by one by one and try to get one of these things out of the phone call, which it could be a send out or an interview or a job board or whatever it is or a referral. Uh, but on that list was information, right? The information can be about, about the market, and that's fantastic. But what's even more important or what's equally as important is getting their pain points. So imagine – Imagine you're talking to a VP of IT, and let's say you've got their resume in front of you, or let's say they're on the market, right? Because if you talk to a prospect just in a selling environment, they're going to have defenses up. But if you talk to a senior level leadership candidate about their own career, you tend to open up, right? We've all seen that. Uh, and it's very easy to open them up and get real answers. Well, why in the world, if you're on a call with a leader, there's no reason why you shouldn't ask about their pain points. Hey, I'm curious. You know, you've, you've used recruiters in the past, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm most trying to improve my service. Like, what? What do you like about them? What? What? What do you not like? If there's anything you could change, what could that be? Have you had any frustrations? Or, hey, when you aren't able to hire talent, because obviously that's going to be the litmus test for any any leader. Um, how does that affect? And again, in the sales world, how does it affect your operations? How does that affect senior leadership? How does that affect the investors? Do you find this? Just always ask. And if you look at 
some of your best lines you'll ever get will be directly from your prospects. You may talk to 10 people, 20 people, and never get anything out of it. And that one guy says that one thing that you say, oh my gosh, it's gold. And that's a line that you use in all of your messaging moving forward. And if I could piggyback on that a little bit too, there's one other, sorry, Neil. Wait, Neil, we can't hear you. Neil. Oh, Neil, you're, you're, yeah, can you hear you? I was going to say, Chris, please go. And then I have some thoughts too, yeah. Oh, okay. So related to what Dave was saying, the exact line of questioning, one of the things, if you're not quite comfortable making that kind of pivot, because yeah, we're asking pain point questions and stuff with this person. Think about this. You have a recruiting call with an executive, right? What do you ask people when you're interviewing candidates, right? You ask them about what do you like about your job? What don't you like about your job, right? If you're any good that you ask those things, you want to understand like what motivates them, what interests them, what they don't like so that you understand if you have a job, how you could best position it to them, right? So when you ask an executive, what frustrates you? What don't you like about your job? That is a, still going to be about them. And it's such a fucking simple question to ask. And then you can segue into more depth with some of the more probing questions that David had. But it's really simple. You just don't overthink it. And I'd like exactly to make right. David exactly right. and add, uh, Hang on, David. I'd like to, I just want to add on top. That's really cool. Exactly what you said. So remember this, okay? When you need to get to the hot ones, you need to sell at an emotional level, critical, simple. People make decisions emotionally. They justify with logic. How do you get to it? Really simple. I taught in my boot camps when I was president of Agile. So we grew three-step technique. Ask them the question that Chris just asked. What is it? Here's the problem. They're going to, let's, let's use a candidate example, okay? Someone says, I want uh, someone that's just... Uh, 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 what's a, a, a rising to someone with a great attitude. We write down great attitude, found their hot button. No. Next step is as soon as they tell you there's two more, what does that mean to you? What do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? What is your definition of that? Always, always ask that. It's not what you think. Then ask them, why is that important to you? And you have your answer. Okay. Always. It's that easy. And it's the same they stuff you ask candidates if you're any good. good. Sorry. That's right. It's, it's the same. No, exactly, Chris. And then you have your answer. And that's to David's point. That's all you work on from here on out. You found their emotional pain point. They want someone that's not a clock watcher. Don't write down clock watcher. What do you mean by clock watcher? I mean someone that at five o'clock, at six o'clock, they're not out the door. They start talking. Listen to what they're saying. Then you're going to say, what is that important to you? Well, because we have a lot of deadlines, you see, because the last person I had had this and I need someone. Look, I don't make them work so long, but what I need, there you go. There you are. Right. And when you pitch your candidate, what are you going to be talking about? It's really simple, guys. Get out of this big mess you're in. Pull yourself out like Chris said. Make it simple and execute. That's all. David, sorry. Let's talk about, let's talk about how to stand out. That's, that's a good segue into like, how do you, how do you figure what your unique selling proposition is? Because at the end of the day, you know, for a lot of recruiters, you know, we can, we can spot all day long about whatever part of your processes and da, 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 da. But at the end of the day, man, we put asses in seats. So how do you sell that? Because in a lot of ways it's a commoditized uh, service. I mean, there's so many recruiters out there. It's not less, it, we're oversaturated right now uh, to a certain degree. And uh, and so, how do you how do you stand out? And so, obviously, having specialization is part of it. I think the language that prospects speak. In fact, there's a uh, 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 a quote I forget who said it, but something along the lines of, "If you can describe your your prospect's pain better than they can describe it, they're going to assume you can fix it, right? At least they're going to give you the benefit of the doubt." And that's very very true. Now, but beyond that, how else can you really differentiate yourself? So, so it's 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 tough. And I think you know. Relying on things like I find the best candidates, great, everybody does. 
I have the best network. Great. Everybody does. Next, we have the biggest, uh, biggest database. Oh, you mean LinkedIn? Cool. Everybody's got that too. So what else can you say about yourself? And so here, here so in working with clients, here are going to give you not in any order, but a list of things that uh, I've seen my clients use to great success, help them stand out. One is um, um, uh, years in the business. And, and granted, this is a pretty weak one, but obviously being 30 years versus first year in the business, there's a difference there. Uh, although I don't like the combined experience thing because then there's, I have no idea if you've got, if you got three years combined experience, does that mean you got two 15 year recruiters or 31 year recruiters? I have no idea what that means. But, but that's, that said, there, there are some of that. Uh, secondly, obviously the language that you use, right? Uh, industry specific language. Um, third, uh, are, are stats. If you have stats about, about your service. Now, granted, Everybody has a 97% after acceptance rate or whatever. Every time I see that, it's always really high. But other things that clients care about, retention rate. Uh, after three years, how many of your candidates are still in, in those companies? Or another one is, hey, uh, in the last five years, 47% of my candidates' place have been promoted. Maybe that could be a, pro a promotion. It could be, on an average, we submit three qualified candidates in X number of days. Maybe you're in, a, in an industry where it's really hard to recruit. That could be one. Um, it could be that, uh, it, and it can be other services to provide. For example, we're one of the only, only search firms that, that do cultural fit DNA assessments with every candidate that we submit. That could be one. So try to be creative. And one of the best things you can do is look in other, other search firms, high quality search firms, see what they do. Maybe not in your industry, but see what other people are doing and decide to add that to the mix. So that's another one. A fourth one is going to be, um, testimonials. There's a reason why Yelp exists. There's a reason why if we see a restaurant with zero reviews on Yelp, another restaurant with 100 reviews on Yelp, where are we going? The one with 100 reviews because there's there's they have a track record that we can actually visualize and see. And so, have real ones. Don't have bullshit ones. Go on my site. I have real names of people at companies. Have some balls. Yeah, none of this. Bob R, Western Faction Executive. None of that. That's garbage. That's, that's BS. Yeah. It's nothing. Sorry. So if other folks don't want to, go to give up their client names, let me ask you a question. If you had a one of your best clients said, said Chris, hey, I want to give you a testimonial on LinkedIn, a LinkedIn recommendation. And would you say, no, sir, please don't do that because I don't want my competitors to know who you are. Like, would you really do that? No, you, you would. Like, so, so if that's the case, if that's the case, you know, get, have, have your clients, you may make a placement every time you get a great client, get them to leave a link to recommendations. It's really not that hard to do and use those as your testimonials. Use them on your, on your, 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 your company website, for example. But there's in, in, in today's day and age, back when I first started recruiting, you had to keep your clients secret because you look at the end of the day, it was really hard to find names. Now names are like, everybody knows who all the clients are. It's not like, uh, 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 you can't hide the information. So mm -hmm. I like personally to use recommendations right in my messaging as a PS. So let's say I have a pitch and then, you know, uh, cheers signature and then underneath that will be, by the way, if you're unsure if we can get the job done for you, check out what name at client had to say about us and then paste their testimonial yeah. right in the message in, in the PS. Like, why not? It's one of the, yeah, David, the let me say, emails that contain that have the highest David, response David, rates I've seen. David, 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 this thing about, um, not given the client name. You nailed it. I never quite heard it that way, right? Think about that. It's it's stupid, right? And it makes no sense. Like I, I question people that do that. What's the motivation? Like you don't like Chris is a 
Chris is one of my partners. Chris uses me. You think I'm worried that you know that? Like, what, what's good? What relationship do I have with Chris if someone could steal a name that David says all of the internet? Hey, I hear you use Neil, and you're going to leave for a cheaper price? That's not the relationship I'm in. I don't want that. Goodbye. I don't have those relationships. Get it? And all right? all the time on LinkedIn, I'll talk about I'm hiring for this company, I'm hiring for that company, or whatever. And I like to keep my competition on its heels because I'm the one who made that move first, right? They're like, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's like if right. I'm out there, I hey, that. I put out there, I'm working with that company and that company is like liking the post and sharing it or whatever. Like I'm not hiding the leads. I'm like, yeah, I'm working with yeah. them. I wish you thought of that first. Yeah, David, yeah, totally. <laughs> and David, so, a brilliant point. I love, I love how you just said that. I really do. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, let's, let's actually, let's, let's move on to another topic here. Cause we, um, we're going to try to end the show at about maybe another 10, 15 minutes or so. So I guess some of the other points I want to bring out some tactics. We talk a lot about, strategy uh gave you some some tactics you do you can use your messaging but i want to talk about some very specific tactics that you guys can take and use today so uh so the first one um i want to talk about and this is i guess you can say an overall strategy then we'll go into tactics is um uh, think about inbound and outbound right um there's a lot of discussion about is inbound better is outbound better um i'm a big fan of both i'm a big fan of having great content remember what i said before about how do you stand out? No, your your maybe your stats, your recommendation, testimonials, the language that you use. You know, being being an authority, teaching your prospects something. All those sorts of things things happen. Well, that can happen in your outbound messaging as well as the content that you post say, on LinkedIn or any other social networks that your your clients are on. But again, it's probably going to be LinkedIn. But your content. Now, when when people book a call with me for my service, oftentimes. They've been in my Facebook group for a few years. They see my content. They know who I am. I don't need to do the introduction. I don't need to do a bunch of selling because they're ready to do business with me. Other times, they're not. But with the folks who already know who I am, it makes it a lot easier. And in, in our world, if you can map your market, say take four or five, 10,000, whatever, whatever the number is for prospects in your market, save them to, so I love Sales Navigator, LinkedIn Sales Navigator to LinkedIn Sales Navigator list. Um, even if you're not connected to them, which you still, you want to connect to them, even if you're not connected to them, uh, if you save them as Sales Navigator, you can then pull up a news feed with just those prospects and companies that you saved. And so anytime they're in the news, anytime they post something, anytime they're, you know, you're basically, that's in stalking them. Uh, but look, if a, if a VP at a company you want to work with just uh, posted about his speech and he gave at a conference, dude, reach out to that guy or that gal, whoever that is, Tell them that yet you, you happen to catch the speech, it was fantastic. Da, 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 da. It's a way to initiate contact or at the very least comment on their post. Get them to see you because a lot of times it's just having just seen somebody consistently, whether it be on social media in their in their inbox or whatever that happens to be. Now that's the overall strategy. Let's even go further on link on sales navigator. Um, on sales navigator, uh, thanks to Alta. Uh, on Sales Navigator, this is a, a technique called ambulance chasing. So um, uh, Thomas Alasio actually posted about this in the group uh, um, uh, a day or two ago. So I'm going to share my screen and show you a great way to get some pretty immediate leads. Now, granted, I know everybody markets candidates or chases job leads, right? That's this. That's you know, there, there's, there's nothing special about that. But uh, there's a technique he calls um, – calls, uh, um, Ambulance chasing. So I'm going to share my screen. You guys don't mind. And uh, oops, wrong. 
screen. David, any show I think while you're pulling that up, David, I just yeah. want to say, I think this show more than others showcases just how great of a trainer you are. And again, I know we already did our plugs early on, but I got to say, hire him. It's $10,000 oh. when you're talking about high ticket. No, this thing is crazy to me. It's just, it's such, it's so good, David. The advice today. Thank so you. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I think, I think it is. I think it's just great content and you did it. You know, you really, it's great. Uh, thank you. It's hard, hard for me to brag about myself, but uh, I really appreciate it, man. Right thank on. you. Thank you. Yeah, um, really uh, I learned for the best, man. I, I learned I learned a lot from you as well. So uh, for those of you who don't know, Neil used to be a trainer uh, also in a, in a prior life. Uh, and yeah. uh, so so let's let's actually, uh, and a really good one at that. So self-navigator. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you just, just the search. So slow concept here is, um, obviously, if you see a job lead on LinkedIn or job board, you, you make a chase after it. But obviously, let's look at people who are who've started new positions. So this is a very simple search you can do on Sales Navigator. Um, I'll walk you through the the different filters here. Let's say so I recruit SAP, or I, I used to. So I'm just gonna put in SAP as the job title because most people in my in that industry they include SAP in the job title somewhere. So it makes it really easy to target. Um, Seniority level, uh, I just picked director, experience manager, VP, strategic, CXO, and senior. Uh, but here's the key. Um, years in current position, one year, less than one year. Um, and then from there, obviously United States. And then from there, uh, clicked on this little recent updates, changed jobs. And now I'm looking at folks who have recently uh, moved into new position. Now you will get folks who've been promoted or maybe moved internally. So you get some of those. But let's say... I don't know. Let's say um, uh, one of these guys, uh, let's say Gina. You know, perhaps Gina started two months ago and she moved from, uh, I don't know, uh, XYZ Consulting Company. Well, why not? Because they're probably looking for somebody. They got it back for that position. Why not call the manager or whoever she referred to at XYZ Consulting Company and say, hey, I just got word that Gina resigned a couple of months ago. Don't worry. I didn't poach her myself. But, right? Now, but oh it's it's a God. great week because it's brilliant. They, That's they so may brilliant. not. It's specific. Oh it's yeah. yeah, dude. And he's so smart. Oh my God, Tom! I'm gonna call him. That's brilliant, dude. And use the, and use the name. That's why I, lo I love to use the oh. name. So I, I even do this with competitors. What can I hurt? Can't hurt. Even with competitors, so, let's, let's 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 say I see a job a job for a solution architect, and I see that uh, red dot solutions. Maybe a red dot search is working the search because I, I see that they're posted up on the same job or the same job description. I'll reach out to that that company and say, "Hey, I I I just saw that you're looking for solution architect, and I know that red dot search or red dot search is working on the on the on the assignment. I just saw they're posted on the same job board that you're on. So you're considered cool, looking at candidates who are not on the job boards, right? Because because think about this: they're already using your your competitor." Now, it's not like you're telling anything that I already know. So use the competitor name actually in your messaging when you reach out, if you know they're using them. And you just mention, hey, I saw them on the same job board, job boards that you're on, right? Yeah, so a couple of things on this, David. A couple of things. One is you have, to get, you, you have to get Sales Navigator. It's worth the investment for that button alone, uh, right? Oh, change yeah. jobs are looking, looking, right? looking for work on recruitment. Change jobs is amazing. But here's the thing. Here's how I do, right? I, this is amazing to me, David. I've not seen it. My version, right? I target in this is how I grew boss to freaking like a big company, right? What I did was in mine, if I go down the list, I simply said they change up. This is key. I want people who recently changed jobs. The titles president, independent recruiter, owner, founder, 
get it. And then I put staff and recruiting as the industry. One to 10 people are independent. I have my target audience from LinkedIn, API through a, a connection on Zapier, right? You guys use this in the technology. You can automate this too. It's and if you want some I would really automate it. I would automate this. Absolutely. And so the thing about this too, to take it a step further from what David was saying, if you're looking for like lower hanging fruit, limit it to first level contacts because you probably know most of them. You might have placed Yes, yeah, absolutely. Like you got to follow the people that you place or the people that you work with. Someone that you used to hire for went to another company, fucking call them. Somebody that you placed moved on to another company, they'll have a good experience with you. Hopefully call them. So if you trim this down to your first level contacts, the people that you, yeah, we don't know all 50,000 of our first level contacts. I get that. But a lot of them you do. And if you watch their job moves and you're like, oh, it might remind you, oh, that's right. I placed them six years ago. Oh, they went to a new company, et cetera. So that's like low hanging fruit where you don't really have to like have a, it's not going to be as hard to get them on the phone or get them to respond to you. In fact, right. like, look so here, I did, I did that first connection. I've got 22 just from that search, 22 people I can reach out to right now. Right. Yep. Okay. Let's talk. Exactly. Let's talk automation. Now I'm, I'm speaking to you out there, whoever you are that likes to get creative and using technology. It's really easy. That's how I automate it. Okay. Here's what someone out there want you to do. Take this list that you have, get Zapier, integrate it, get a simple LinkedIn tool. There's tons of them. LinkedIn, there's a gazillion of you see them have it. They work. Make sure it's connected to Zapier. That's your box like boss. That's going to connect you. It's easy. Instant setup. I want you to take that feed. Linked Helper is a great one. Have it go into your ATS or whatever. Have it automatically reach out to them as a text email or a text message. Automate the text message. It's easy. There's a ton of them. It's built in. And then send it to them. Hey, I spoke to so-and-so. I saw she went to there. Automate it. Your leads are going to come in. It's that easy. Automate go simple and if the tools are all out there someone out there's going to do this and someone could build a product that'll make a lot of money doing it too get it and when you automate neil what you're doing is you're taking an outbound process and making it inbound because you're bringing David just showed you the answer you're right chris you're exactly it's serving it up to you. it's turning it's you're creating an inbound funnel from outbound automated activities hey. i say mic drop moment on that david honestly that's brilliant david thank you huge yeah and look at the, at the end of the day um and for those who poo poo automation and there's a lot of folks to do that that's because there's a lot of automation done wrong if, if you do yes. automation right it frees you up to actually build better relationships with those you, people you're talking to right it's, it's just it, it's just simple fact um it, it really really is uh and it's a big big part of it because at, at the end of the day the old days of just dialing down the phone 100 times a day that can still work, but it's much harder nowadays. And there's so many tools that make it so much easier. But the problem is, are the folks on the other side of the spectrum that just spray and pray and spam and spam and spam, and it makes it harder for all of us. So, but if you use automation the right way, not, and we can even do like maybe show on automation, uh, but it's very, very important. I think automation done the right way is it will really explode your business. And again, we'll help you get in more conversations, right? Because at the end of the day, would you rather be more conversations with decision makers or would you rather be, be banging your head against the watch, leave voice, monitor, voice, monitor, voice, monitor, voice, monitor, voice, monitor, voice, monitor. Like I'd rather take the form. And you think David out, is like, known what? as, no, go ahead, Chris. Oh, sorry. So yeah, I'd rather like, We'd all rather be on the phone and everyone listening, you know, claims they'd rather be on the phone decision makers or recruiters. But the problem is the people who use it poorly in most cases, automation or VAs or whatever, are expecting this to just do the whole job for them. 
right? You're expecting to like just blast emails, out, just like close deals. Like, so that's where you're messing the point. If you're trying to do that, like you want it to, you want to figure out what you're good at. Are you good at, you've got to be good on the phone with the clients. You got to be on the phone with the candidates and then have automation or a VA or both do all those things behind the scenes. It's when you try to have it do the job for you that it falls flat. Yeah. And listen, automation is the key to the future. Don't poo poo automation in general to David's point. It's the key. Get rid of the game. Go under or on top of the game. Stop with this nonsense. When the, the reason I, I'm, I'm wealthy, honestly, not to sound cocky, is because I built a database on Lotus Approach when no one was using it. It was just a lead database. I'm like, if I could find where the leads are, who's using an agency, rank them, hot lead, whatever, and automate it, send them a fax at the time, create a lead list, only follow up with them, my reps, what do you think would happen? I decided not to play the game with automation. Use the tools to get you the stuff. And someone asks, are you know, are, are you know, what are you gonna use automation to the hiring manager? I don't care. Get creative. It could be the hiring manager text, hey, could you help me find so-and-so? That's it. That's gonna be the text. No, she left. Oh, oh, oh my God, by the way, whatever, who are you? Duh. Here's get how creative. you would do it. And the very simple way to, to, to automate it uh, is to simply use a, a, a custom, if you have an email automation software. Uh, so this is where you use automation and personalization, right? So let's say uh, you create a messaging sequence with maybe three or four or five messages in a row. First message is an email. Hi, first name. You know, after your little intro, I happen to see that. I um, uh, just heard that Gina, uh, uh, Gina Hoffman resign a couple months ago, something like that, right? And then go into you like, and don't worry, I didn't poach her, da, 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 and go into your pitch. So your custom variable is gonna be the name of the person that left, and the other custom variables, how how long ago? I did. So I we, wouldn't we, even do that, brother. I would go and I would do what you're saying, but I would go encryptically. Don't the cryptic message always works? That you know the person left. Call in. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for them. Go to the hiring manager. They will return your call. Just don't tell me recruiter yet. Make that happenstance. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, you definitely get that. Well, here's here's, 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 here's my oh, I would use. say I would only was, do that. I would only do that. I would only. Yeah, do yeah. Cryptic's the biggest lesson. I would. Only, but to your point. But here we're using automate, automation, right? So not in terms of automation, yeah, 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 use yeah. those custom variables. You can, you, can, you can personalize these things using custom variables. And of course, then make a call right after that or make the call before that, et cetera. So it's all about, okay. uh, so you can, yeah. you can use automation in that case, in that case to, to use custom variables. And, and of course, make make calls. Like you don't, it's not all automated. You still should be making phone calls as well. But that's, that's one example of how you would use that. And automation I, is I a whole spectrum of things. Better. Automation can be as simple as a saved search that emails you stuff all the way through really complex series of tasks. So automation is a broad spectrum of, of yeah, like how here's much you're what using. I want. Yeah, I'm going to end this point. I want everyone out there, if you have not gone into Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, I want you to go in. I want you to Remarkable. look at the apps they have. What does that mean? It means that these are apps that built in an API that talks to that and any other app that built an API that's on there, they talk to each other. Okay. So what you can do is build a trail anywhere in the world with tech because they did the work for you. It's just a gigantic box, right? Right. That's all it is with every software you can think of. Boss wrote an app, will be live on Zapier. Okay, so when I go plug, get it? You could go anywhere, anything. So what Chris is saying, you can go on and on. You could connect it to SMS message. You connect it to a voice messaging system that leaves them a voicemail that sounds like a real one. Oh, sorry, I missed you. Hey, I'm trying to reach Deanna so-and-so. It's really important. She, I heard she left and you call me. Automate it. Your phone will ring off the hook. Have it ring at three every day on Wednesdays. You'll know three at Wednesdays is calling me back. It's simple, guys. If you get creative, that's what I want to leave it on 
food for thought, go on Zapier, okay? And Boss, by the way, as you'll see, if you use us, we're Zapier for the recruiting industry, okay? We'll talk about that one day as soon as our API. Thank you that. It's time for us to wrap, wrap up our show here, but I do want to uh, mention a couple other things. Um, and I just want to reiterate, um, if anybody needs a back office staffing solution, uh, so they go to backofficenow.com. That's Neil's company. It's fantastic. Uh, you you got to see the new apps coming out. Uh, my camera keeps going. Anyway, anyway, backofficenow.com. Sign up. I'm telling you, if you want to sell your firm, if you want to have recurring revenue, right now it's getting harder and harder to close deals, but what's really making money? Recurring revenue or contractors. Huge, right? So in a recession, temp staffing, you know this, right, Neil? And in and, and recessionary times, what happens is companies tend to use more temporaries, contract labor, right? Spending goes up in that area. Take advantage of it. Um, as well as any of you folks who are looking for a build out of a sales and marketing system, we actually do have a done for you service. Go to realdsp.me forward slash build. And last, but certainly not least, you're looking for a VA to help automate some of this stuff as we talked about. Uh, simply go to canonlead.com forward slash Chris dash Wessel. Um, and Chris can walk through the process exactly how to get a VA, what they cost, what the process looks like, et cetera. Okay. And um, let me add to it. Yeah, that's anything else you want to add. And I don't mean to, I, yeah, I don't mean to chime in because you're wrapping up. I'm so sorry. But here's the challenge. No Everyone go to Zapier, number one. Number two, mm -hmm. once you do and you see what it does, you need to contact Chris and, 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 and well, no, number two, write out this plan I had. Just go to the apps in your head, be creative. We just gave you a whole bunch of ideas. It's unlimited in your imagination. Then I want you to call Chris, get a VA, tell them to start hooking that up. It's easy. They'll figure it's easy. The VA is a great okay. in-between spot on the way to automation to, to have them try yeah, out. No, it's that. necessary. It won't happen. It won't happen. I love it. Use Chris for that. Okay. That's your deal. And I know it's plugging them, but you need to, right? So that, I'm sorry for cutting you off, David, but I think it, that, that's the second. Hey, no worries. Come up All right, guys. Well, it's time for us to, to, wrap, to wrap it up. So, folks, thank you for watching. And, again, do me a favor. If you're watching live, comment live. If you're watching the replay, comment replay. Please like, love, smash the like button, share the show. If everybody watching the show right now shared it, we'd be huge. So I'm counting on all of you. Share the show. All right? Thank you very much, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace out, everyone. Cup Scout. You forgot Cup Scout. Peace out. <laughs>